0: Just my imagination once
1: again
0: running away with me. It was just my imagination running away with me. Mm. Rain, rain, rain. This is Mark. And this is Kenny. (laughs) And this is, oh my God, all I want to do is talk about and sing Madonna.
1: Album six, track ten, Rain. I love this song.
0: Good job on Shep Pettibone. He fi- this is a pop little doozy. It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. A huge leap forward. This shows that Pettibone is not just a DJ remixer. He is a composer of of the nth degree.
1: Yes, to write a ballad of this caliber. I mean, it's beyond. I this is one of my truly one of my favorite songs of all time of Madonna's.
0: Do you remember uh, like where you were when you first heard it on the record? Were you like is it? Was it part of the record and you just heard it? Yeah, I think so. Oh my god!
1: I don't know if I loved it the first time I heard it. You know what I mean? Like I think there have been a lot of reviews of this album that called the song somewhat derivative or like. A little more basic than other tracks. And yeah. I think I may have felt that way the first time I heard it. You know, like it wasn't that, it was just like, oh, it's a ballad. It's almost like a straight, you know, it's almost like Take a Bow is a ballad. Like it's like, oh, it it, it is based on all of these sounds we know, but then something else happens in the song.
0: Well, but like Take a Bow doesn't have the soaring, Take a Bow in contrast to Rain feels very poised in this way that Rain just is unafraid to be yearning and to soar like it does. I mean, it is just... And I do feel like that has a lot to do with Shep Pettibone really writing outside of his usual comfort zone and really making a... He goes for it. Totally. And you can tell that. And, you know, whereas Take a Bow, as brilliant as Take a Bow is... Babyface has written songs like Take a Bow before.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. That's actually a great point. It yeah, was a single.
0: Ahead. It was released in August of 1993.
1: This is the fifth single. It's
0: the fifth single. And by this point in the um, the year, backla- Madonna Backlash was in full force.
1: Yeah, like there, no one was looking for another song from the album. Like, and
0: the and it's sad because this song was a, a big hit and the video certainly helped it be a big hit but yeah it 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 should have been a bigger hit
1: well it should have but it also really was a really big hit it shifted her sort of power to different markets as well and in a way it yeah it changed the perception of the album it was like oh that's on erotica too
0: yes exactly and i do think i mean i find rain, rain to be the tentpole that holds up the second half of the album it's it's like the real kind of if if deeper and deeper is the big commercial pop song on the first half Rain is the it, rain is the song that the executives at Maverick and Warner Brothers were like oh thank
1: god you know to me like it just smells like the radio like in, in a great way like oh, it feels like it's so ready for it's radio it's ready
0: for the radio yeah. um and it's weird um the song has it's all madonna vocals on the recording it's all madonna layered vocals oh really yeah it's entirely when
2: you madonna look my eyes and you sit could you see eyes? My- Tears. When I turned the other way Did you hear me say I'd wait for all
0: Um, this song got a lot of snarky comments everyone thought it was about ejaculation yeah and um I I always was kind of like I rolled my eyes at that and though in the when the book was coming out when sex was coming out and the erotica album was coming out I remember, reading just the titles of the songs and like deeper and deeper sounds dirtier and you know and and rain did sound a little dirtier you know, why is it so hard sounds dirty <laughs> on the back of a li- sure, sure. and so i i do i i understand where people were going with that but like when you hear the song it's just so apparently a gorgeous love song
1: well what is it a love song about though mark or who is it about
0: I don't think it's about I think it's about it's a love song about the feeling of being in love and it's about the sensation of living in a in love the, the feeling the state of being in love
1: yeah but like it I think it's about someone who died and said that they're going to come back when you said goodbye, could you see my tears when I turned the other way did you hear me say I'd wait for all the dark clouds bursting in a perfect sky you promised me when you said goodbye that you return when the storm was done. And now I'll wait for the light. I'll wait for the sun till I feel your rain." I mean, it could be the promise of love returning, like, love is gone, but we'll come back. But I felt like it was about, I then thought this could be a song about if, if this whole album has something to do with AIDS and HIV and losing people, that this could be a song about losing the ones we loved and that they will come back someday. Um,
0: and sitting in the uh, sitting in the in the loss, in that feeling of loss and and loneliness and love, altogether.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then you know, here comes the sun. Here comes the sun, and I say, never go away. Like, come back, come back. You know. Oh,
0: gosh,
1: I this so song. Beautiful. It's so. And then the two, the two Madonnas oh, in the middle
0: again. Nobody does this like this. I mean, I, we're, we're, the big elephant in the in the room is in, of this time is the Bodyguard soundtrack. Yes, because the Bodyguard soundtrack, you know, Whitney Houston's mega movie with Kevin Costner that Madonna was, uh, you know, theoretically supposed to do first, but the deal wasn't neat enough, uh, ha, uh, came out in 1992 and basically ruled the charts for the next year and a half Mm -hmm. and nobody could get a word in edgewise on the charts and this song i do think this is a song that that suffered from bodyguard comparisons because nobody you know there was already a soaring ballad there were three soaring ballads from the bodyguard soundtrack that were dominating the charts and there wasn't really room for another female soaring ballad
1: it just wasn't madonna's moment
0: you know, no. in that way, it was Whitney way. Houston's moment and yeah. moment and moment and moment,
1: which happens a lot in Madonna's life. Like that, it looks like she's she's the number one, and then so there's somebody else who like takes it, you know, at the last second or like builds into it. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah. Boys to men, there's <laughs> you know Carey. Mariah Carey every yeah. once in a while.
0: It's it's Janet, Janet, not really. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice try though.
1: No, no. Um, can we talk about her vocal quality in the? In the verses, yeah, which is so like it's a sound, it's a part of her voice that we haven't heard that kind of deeper part that's Mm -hmm. like reminds me of her love for Karen Carpenter. It feels so like honest and true and, um, and very like strong, you know, it's like a really strong part of her voice. There's
0: nothing dramatic about is Madonna gonna be able to do this? We know she's she's in total control it's just kind of flowing out of her in this effortlessness. Yeah. And I think she's really tapped into the emotion of the song, to the, her voice is full of... I mean, Dita Parlow is nowhere in the room in this no. song.
1: Well, she's not, but she's watching, because I think part of what happens in the story of Dita in this album is she starts out, she's like, I'm your mistress tonight, welcome to my world of wonder. You know, this is a crazy, a dark place, but you're going to come in and you're going to get hurt, You're going but you're going to love it. And then, like halfway through the story, Dita is actually hurt, you know? Yeah. Right. And then we're watching her sort of, she's watching these other women, Madonna and others, go through some experiences. And I think that leads us to where she finally returns at the very end. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So Dita is not really here, um, but she's watching Madonna. Because I do think this to me feels like the most Madonna. Yes. It feels like it's truly hers.
0: Well, and to go back to the spoken, the, the kind of counterpoint spoken lyrics uh, near the end of the, as we're getting ready to go into the to the home stretch of the song, those are some, and and it's the way it's mixed. You can't really tell because there's like three versions. There's like counterpoints going. The lyrics are just so gorgeous and so specific and so like. I mean, it's like, Like it's the
2: hardest stage. I feel like i myself. So now I do think it's about loss, yeah.
1: and yeah, and or it could be a, it could also be about her mom. It could be it's about anything that anyone she's lost to. She's waiting to come back, and or waiting, you know, that feeling and waiting mm-hmm. again referenced here, another reference to the song earlier, yeah. like thematically bringing us together. Um, and,
0: and I also think you know to to talk again about her reactions to fame and to and to the realities of what she's realized, what she's doing is is that like just cuz she's the most famous person in the world and can do anything and have anything people are st- she's still going to lose people she's still going to have to grapple with very human difficult realities of life that she's not superseded by because she got famous mm. and successful mm-hmm. and that's and that and, I and you know, it's kind of akin to what you always say about Madonna always trying to get back to the core essence of when she was starting out. The same thing, she almost wants to strip away all of the artifice of her success and tap into those real raw emotions. Yeah. And um and this is one of those moments where she's able to do that and make a huge pop record.
1: Yes, because I was going to say, the next time that comes to mind really vividly is Mer Girl, but yeah. like that's not a hit. That's not she's not trying to make us like she's just trying to get to the truth. And it is, it's a really powerful moment and ending of an album, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um there was yeah. a
0: really interesting radio mix of this song yeah. too. And I feel like this was where I realized, oh, and I remember at the time feeling like this, oh, Maverick Records isn't going to be a vanity label. This is an actual record company that's going to do things to make their project successful and they had a radio remix that sounds it's warmer. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like it's got one of it's got like a photo filter on the song. Totally. It's it's softer, but it's also less risky. I think the production of it makes it a lot less it sort of
1: blends. It, yeah. yeah, It blends into the the landscape of the time a little more. They took out the two voices. They only have one of the Madonna voices in that interlude, um, which is like you know, which just is sort of again like the way that they they kind of quote unquote dumbed it down for the radio, like yeah, that and the and those extra keyboards. There, yeah. there's
0: you know, Andy Marvel and Lenny Underwood are on the just the single doing those keyboards that make it um, shimmery and yeah, it's it's more traditional, but I like it because she you can you can hear the 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 power of her of the single vocal. In yeah. in the in the single,
1: yes, I agree. They put that really forward, and it it sounds just really raw too. You know, yeah. Well, do
0: you think this is one of those uh, demos that that she kept the original vocal
1: and then they just built it around that? I have a feeling that they did. Yeah, that's what it sounds like because it really is such a beautiful plaintive vocal. Yeah,
0: she she didn't get in her way too much.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: dream of you With all my heart and all my soul if by sheer force of will it raise you from the ground and without a sound it appear and surrender to me to love Rain is what the thunder brings for the earth.
0: The other thing I want to, and we've been talking about it in earlier episodes, um, I think the Rain maxi single, uh, the compact disc maxi single uh, is one of the great Madonna singles um, in terms of a physical product and art. It's just gorgeous. And I'm not somebody I, I love a single. I love a, 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 a single and I love buying singles. I love doing it when they were available to buy. Um, Tori Amos, for example, had all the best singles because she would always include B-sides that would kind of talk to the song that it was promoting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Madonna doesn't have a lot of B-sides, but this one has, as we've talked about, the Rain uh, radio mix, then the Waiting mic- remix with Everlast, then the l- amazing long-ass version of Up Down Sweet. Uh. Um Yeah. And then the album version of rain and it's just kind of a compact in a beautiful box, little package with um, artwork by her, you know, photography by her Brits. And um, it's just beautiful. And I I miss when I when I look at my rain single, I just I miss that era of of a curated piece of of art around just a single song and what the artists would choose to include and not include. And particularly for Rain, it's really the only one of this era and really of her whole 90s discography where she's not just slapping on the remixes and that's it and calling it a day. It's really kind of a a
1: little little gift to us. I totally agree with you that that image on the front of her in the water and the wig that she has on with the bangs and mm. how it's a little wet at the bottom. Cause she's in, you know, she's just in the the lips. I mean, she's just so gorgeous in it. And you just showed me when you opened it up, that there's like that little quote from the song, your love's coming down. Like that's and that's written, it. That's right? the only
0: thing in there. I it's just gorgeous. So beautiful. It's just, and,
1: yeah. Yeah. Hey, did, did we, Did we actually talk about, I mean, I know we talked about Up, Down, Sweet in connection to Fever, but did we actually like talk about it? Not, I mean, Up, Down,
0: Sweet is this weird oddity and I have no idea what it is or what it's about. Um, It's a Shep Pettibone song. It's it's part, it's kind of Goodbye to Innocence.
1: It's It's kind
0: of, it's like a dub version though. It's a very weird why yeah. do you think it's in there this is an interesting this is a serious question why do you think it's there why do you think they chose to include it
1: um i think it's like it's a good question i mean i think first of all it's a nod to goodbye to innocence for sure it's sort of like this was the song that we that got away in a way and mm-hmm. the vocals from goodbye to innocent are those sort of warbled speaky vocals at the beginning of this track yeah i don't know the up down i mean i presume that's like somewhere in the mix of Goodbye to Innocence that they pulled up. And then I think it's just fun. I think it's like, this is the last hurrah for the album. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know Bye Bye Baby is coming out, but like, no one's really going to pay attention. Like, this is sort of like the last. And I think it's just like, again, like a gift to us. Like when this song, when I, when I heard Up Down Sweet, it was like the only thing I would play for like months and months, you know, it was like my gym song. And it was so satisfying because it just kept going and going. And her saying up down, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's just a gift. I think it was like this oddity, like you said, an oddity that was sort of like this is really fun and wild, and maybe it's great for the clubs. And I don't know. I'm guessing there's somebody out there who's listening though who may know more about this than us, and I would love to hear.
0: I agree. I really agree because why not just release "Goodbye to Innocence" and give us give us the song as the as the track? I also think that there there was definitely probably a desire on Maverick's part to have something upbeat on on this because it's it's two recordings of the ballad and waiting is kind of slow or even slower Mm. than it is on the album so it's like oh we need something dancey and poppy we're not going to put like a remix of Bye Bye Baby or something it's it's really a weird and you can only get it it's only on this single it never is released again it's never found anywhere goodbye to innocence comes out later but there's something really um special about that Um, shep pettibone has never talked about up down sweet ever never been asked never been talked about so if anyone knows slide into our dms on instagram and let us know what
1: you think please my favorite part of up down sweet though is when she, when they have that uh, sample of her going, oh,
2: oh, oh. oh.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, I just wanted to. I needed to vocalize. Uh, hey, up down sweet.
0: I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to it today while I make it down, 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 up, up, down, up, 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 down, up, down, down, video yeah. because of all of the Madonna videos for Erotica, Rain is the probably the best uh, regarded video historically of, mm. of the era. Uh, the, it was directed by Mark Romanak. Uh, the uh, video producer, he's a, a very famous video director. He made also a couple of films. He did One Hour Photo and the film Never Let Me Go, the film adaptation of the novel. Um, and his movies get criticized, critis- they're very embraced stylistically, but they've got, always got some narrative holes. And luckily, this is one of the videos, one of the two videos uh, from erotica that don't have a narrative. There's no narrative in this.
1: Well, there's sort of a narrative. It's like she's she uh, a pop star <laughs> akin to Madonna is making Sitting on a chaise lounge. Well, she's there. She's at a studio in what I presume Japan. is Japan yeah. making a video. What a riveting story. No, I don't think, I think this is a mood video. This is
0: not a video about a story. Not like bad girl okay, has no, twists and turns course, and, you course. know, Matt Dillon shows up as a cop in that video. Oh so yeah, it's like we forgot to mention know, that. You know, well, I'm mentioning it now. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and that's, that's why it's a conversation. We don't always have to isolate it in the one song. And Fair. I think that that, 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 that you don't have all those twists and turns of the videos the way right.
1: that no this is just really about how beautiful madonna can be um she's wearing that black wig there it's oversaturated right so her skin is that porcelain porcelain white her eyes are almost a scary blue yeah like piercing to the point where she doesn't look totally human at no. times.
0: Well, it's a completely new version of Madonna. Yes. We've never seen this version of Madonna. And um, I do think the black wig, uh, while it has echoes of the Immaculate Collection shoot, I remember thinking yeah. about that, it's a whole different kind of hair and style and look. And it makes her face and her head look different. Yeah. Um, The mole is gone. Yeah. And... I think that it has this kind of stunning visual painting quality to it. And if you look at Romanek's other videos, I mean, he does the video for Nine Inch Nails' song Closer, which is a crazy video. He does Criminal by Fiona Apple, the Mm -hmm. famous, she's in the bathtub. Um, He's able to shoot people in the way that reveals new things about them. And for all of the artifice of this, Video and the way that it's shot and art-directed and she looks, he does show us new colors of Madonna.
1: Totally. Well, I think he showed us something specifically at this time that we had maybe forgotten, which is just how actually beautiful she is. Mm. And that... The rest of the videos for the erotica era are phenomenal. I mean, I love all of them. But beauty isn't the thing she's looking for in most of those videos. No, And in fact, she's usually against that, you know. And again, erotica as fashion. This is the glossy cover of Vogue. This is not the inner... This is not interview magazine. This is, like, full on, you know, you want the iconic look. Here's the iconic look, you know. Mm -hmm. And, And a new look, too, because we're also seeing her in, like... I feel like she's wearing something like the, whatever the black. She's wearing black, and it's sort of like a a, a, a smock in There's, a way. It's
0: drapey, and she yeah. does that kind of dance. The, those hands. moves to it, and the the water down on yeah. her, the runs down on her, but it doesn't really hit her. Right. It doesn't make her wet. Right. It's it's such a strange um, composition of a song, of a video, and yet it works so well. And it and it has a kind of clarity and simplicity about it that allows all of those textures to come to the fore
1: yeah i remember when i i remember seeing this video in that moment where it's the here comes the sun here comes the sun. oh my god! and it's like the and the lights come up and it's like that's exactly what it should have been yeah you know what i mean yeah that doesn't always happen in every madonna video where like you get the thing that you think it should be like in vogue when she does the dance break that's like yes this is all I needed right now. And so yeah. that moment is totally fulfilling in that way. Yeah. yeah,
0: Oh yeah. And, and, and also this kind of like, she, she's surrounded by people working on her video, but she's isolated yeah. in, the, in the vote, in the booth shooting it. They're they're holding up the cameras. They're doing all this stuff to her to kind of get her in place. She's almost like an installation. She's herself. an object.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's no there's no like ooh it's Madonna around her, which she, which actually I think she really loves. And if you watch like rehearsal footage from later in her life, like that's what it always looks like in the rehearsals like no one cares that madonna's right there which is how i know i could never work with madonna cuz i'd be like i can't get over the fact that you're again
0: perfect. i think it would take 30 seconds and then you'd be like okay let's do it i'd like this. she's so annoying <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no she just knows what she wants
1: yeah um
0: <laughs> the other thing i'll say is is i think historically um some some people have dismissed this video um in its relation to I'll remember which is to come which feels like a silly retread of this yes. which is not true but it is the same
1: wig it is the same <laughs> wig but not placed as well and no. not and she's not shot as well
0: no, and I, and I and and I and it's got those awful uh, clips from "I'll Remember" the from movie. without
1: without honors uh,
0: with with honors. Oh my gosh, Joe with, Pe- with
1: honors or without honors? With honors, <laughs> Joe
0: Pesci, Moira Kelly, a pre Grey's Anatomy Patrick Dempsey Brendan and Brendan Fraser at his babylicious. Peak.
1: which only lasted until the end of 1994 uh, yeah but but that but, film.
0: but that but that kind of aping of the rain video kind of has almost um denigrated it a little bit in, yeah in, in hindsight now
1: i mean one could just ignore the i'll remember video we'll talk about that when we get to i'll remember but like you know yeah i mean that video felt to me like the who's that girl video like she's like i got Three hours on Wednesday to do this. Get me, I'll just put on that wig. Yeah,
0: but here's the thing, Kenny Finkel. Celebration <laughs> includes both Who's That Girl and I'll Remember and doesn't include Oh Father. <laughs> it's this random thing where it's like, why are we listening? Why are we. I'll Remember closes the first disc of the Celebration video compilation. Uh-huh. Like we ended on I'll Remember. I'm like, ugh anyway. <laughs>
1: well, lucky our season three is going to start with I'll Remember. Uh,
0: hooray. Um, <laughs> so Madonna performed this very legendarily live in the girly show. Uh, one of her best vocals. What, perfect. I love this. And this is uh, Nikki and Donna's finest moment with Madonna. Agreed. Vocally. Um, they've all been they've been dancing up a storm for three songs. Madonna's dripping in sweat. And then they sit on some stools and sing rain.
1: They do. And then she gets up and she has bad posture, is what I recall <laughs> about her singing. Because um, she's sort of like hunched over. She's like the crazy hands and she's like, Rain is what the. Um, but their vocals are phenomenal. And of course, we know instead of doing the, the speak bridge, the speak part, they sing Just My Imagination. Yeah, by The Temptations.
0: Just my
2: imagination once again. I'm yeah.
1: the song that they add to, um, uh, Standing on the Mountaintop, I Wait for You to Call My Name, right? I feel yeah, it. Yeah. Oh.
0: It's so beautiful. And it's so, and that, that really, um, I think it's Madonna's gift to us. Song and then the interlude that follows with all the um, umbrellas and the kind of mm-hmm. tribute to um, Gene Kelly and singing in the rain mm-hmm. because it it you basically get rain for ten minutes in the in the show and I think it's it's Madonna saying hey this was a really great song and I'm really proud of it so we're gonna keep.
1: We're going to keep at it. Great. Yes, yeah. yes. All right. We'll talk about that more for sure with Girly Show. Oh, my
0: yeah, gosh. So and Nikki and Donna that. just put out a new version of Rain yeah. in the in recent years. So it's a song I think um, never goes away. And for, for those of us that love erotica and this era, this is one of those sweet moments full of, of memories and nostalgia and yeah. just love
1: yeah you know my friend Gilad is going come was, is gonna talk a little bit more about rain but it's his favorite song too so we'll hear yeah, he yes, they can't Take wait
2: away my pain Your love's coming down loud.
1: with my friend, Gilad Barash. Uh, Gilad is a 30-year veteran of the tech industry and has been listening to Madonna his whole life. Um, He hosts the Who's Your Data podcast about how data influences our lives and how our lives influence data. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts from. It's a great, great podcast. I highly recommend listening to it. It's very entertaining
3: and super interesting. Gilad, hello, welcome. Hey, Kenny. Hello. Thank you for having me. And I just want to say um, it's not who's your data. It's who's your data.
1: Oh, thank you. Okay. Who's your data? There you go. (laughs) Thank you for the correction. so um, we're here um, because uh, you are an avid Madonna fan. You um, are a friend I've known for at least a decade, if not a little longer. And when we started this podcast, you you were one of the first people on Instagram who you know, gave us some loves, told us how much you were enjoying it. And finally, I was like, you should come on the podcast and talk. And when I asked you what song you'd want to come on from, come on with for um from erotica you um said rain unequivocally it was just the first thing yeah
3: that that is one of my favorite madonna songs in her entire canon
1: and why so why is it why did you choose that song
3: well i will start by saying first of all like like you said i've been listening to madonna my entire life and uh growing up As a budding young gay boy in Tel Aviv, Israel, in the mid 80s, um, not yet knowing about sexuality, but kind of trying to figure out their way. And there was only certain types of pop music that we were exposed to that reached over to those shores. So there was a lot of sort of American mainstream pop, top 40. There wasn't a lot of RB, there wasn't a lot of country. Uh, music, and there was a lot of European stuff that was coming through Europop, etc. So we were exposed to uh, uh, we were not exposed to a lot of different American music, but the main stuff and for me being a grade school student in the early 80s suddenly seeing this woman appear on my TV um writhing around on a gondola in Venice singing about being like a virgin and owning her sexuality and just having power and in a wedding dress with a lion and all of these imageries uh was just mind-blowing to me I was like who is that woman and I did not realize at the time that uh, I was connecting to her like millions of other gay men around this planet and then the next time she appeared on my TV, it was looking like Marilyn Monroe talking about and unapologetically owning the fact that she likes material things, um, just just resonated. Just the power and the owning of who you are. I think when I look back at it, back then I didn't think in those terms, but I think that that's what drew me to her, along with other contemporary uh, uh, artists at the time, like Annie Lennox, who changed her persona for every, you know, every song and every album, as did Madonna. So that that chameleon-like quality was something that was, I think, very compelling. And so through the years, of course, the soundtrack of our lives, she appeared, but erotica was especially meaningful to me because it came around the time that I was enlisted in the army, uh, in the Israeli army. I was pretty lonely, I was doing my thing, but that album came out at that time and just was, something that i listen to a lot so it kind of takes me back to those times and of the songs on that album which there are many great ones uh, that are iconic i feel rain has always spoken to me the most because of its sort of melancholy and understated uh uh, quality which i think is the key to what makes it so amazing is that she is just the, the understatement in it and and there's no belting there's no vocal gymnastics there's it's just it's um and the fact that you can't I think separate it from the video you know the song the melody the lyrics the video the visuals it's all you, you can't separate it and and it's and she also you know there's no big costumes there's no crazy makeup there are no lions it's not a gondolin in uh venice it's just her and water <laughs> um
1: <laughs> water and a lot of people watching her yes yeah, so and putting on makeup and, face, and putting, face, yes and that's
3: it the key to that video is she is serving face the eyes yes the
1: piercing yep. look of her eyes the way that the light caught her eyes is really amazing in that video um it's interesting that you say it's understated because in a way i think i think like it is but then it's also like it is giving a lot of drama too. I mean, it's, it's, it is a, it is a ballad with like an emotional center that feels big,
3: yes. you know, but I guess her vocals, I feel like are understated. It's, and the drama comes from the sonic uh, environment, the drum machines, the, yeah. the orchestrations, certainly the visuals of the rain, the water, the lights uh, going on. Uh, but her face is also, whatever has to do with her is very understated. So,
1: I wanted to circle back to, or not circle back, but I wanted to connect to what you do on your podcast a little bit. Um, who's your data? Did I do it better that time?
3: Better, yes. Better. Okay,
1: I know I still have work to do. Um, uh, and, and thinking about, cause I was thinking about like how much data there is about madonna but i also think i need to have you define what data is because i may think of data as like all the info i like to collect about madonna but maybe that's not exactly what it is
3: that's a that's an excellent question so first of all i'll say that my podcast who's your data uh where you can which you can get on any podcasting uh um, yes platform uh out there download rate subscribe like enjoy listen uh I talk about uh, basically how data influences life and how life influences data, meaning and this is uh, this is not a uh, technical podcast. This is a podcast for everybody. Uh, You don't have to be technical or don't have to be well versed in what data means in order to listen to it, Uh, but it does kind of try to break down that barrier and explain how it, all the different things that we do with data and how that affects our lives, different uses of it. Um, and so, you know, and that can be anything from the purchases that we make, that could be voice recordings that we do, Google searches that we do. Today, you know, as everybody has, has noticed probably, you talk to a friend about something and suddenly you see an ad for that thing. Your, our phones are listening our home devices are listening, Siri and Alexa, um, all of that as it pertains to advertising, which is the um, industry that I work in digital advertising, and how data affects that, but also everything from healthcare to uh, tech education, and, uh, and careers in general business. Um, So that's what the podcast talks about as it pertains To Madonna, I think you bring up an interesting point in that, you know, being able to collect all this data has become much, much easier throughout the decade. So back in the day, you know, album sales, you had to go to Tower Records and buy the record and and they would know that you, you know, you bought somebody bought a record. Um, from back in those days to today, where you download it online, you buy everything online, they know exactly who you are, what you're doing, what your, you know, what your browsing history is, what your purchase history is. They collect so much data. They know every time you listen to it because you're streaming it. Um, what else you've listened to during that time, all of that is data that is being collected. So certainly the, the streaming platforms know way more about you and about Madonna in terms of listening than. Um, they used to. And in fact, I know that you know, Spotify, for example, categorizes every song, whether it's happy or sad based on just some technical things the 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 key that it's in, the tempo, things like that. And of course, this can be misleading because, you know, Madonna can have songs that are slow but happy, um, happy sentiment versus songs that maybe have a, a, a faster tempo, and more orchestration, but really are talking, like Papa Don't Preach is not a happy song, but it would be considered, because it's more upbeat, uh, could be classified as as a happy song. And okay, so, but
1: wait, I actually think Papa Don't Preach is a happy song. I mean, she's made up her mind.
3: She's gonna keep her baby. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, think of all the, the, uh, in, um,
1: No, yeah, yeah. she's talking to her dad. She's trying to tell her dad, she's not happy. It's a hard song. It's It's a difficult
3: conversation to have with an Italian dad in the 80s saying, I'm keeping this baby. True. Um, Single dad, hard knock life in Detroit, and like, I'm keeping this baby. Um, It's, it's, you know, it's problematic. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't classify it as happy. Okay. Um, Okay. So that's a technical element of it that I think is interesting is how how data is collected about these songs and what, and, and you know, things that pertain to her career and how that can be analyzed. Another thing that I think is really interesting that is true about the industry in general that she has been on the forefront of is that issue of sales and how do you count um, record sales and popularity and et cetera. And one thing that struck me as very interesting. Uh, I first noticed this, I think it was with um Rebel Heart, although I think she did it earlier, was that the tickets for the tour came out before the album ever did. And you had to you you would buy the ticket for the tour and if you bought one, you would get an album for free included. And that struck me as very odd because traditionally in in decades past, you wouldn't think of going to a tour if you didn't like the album, like traditionally the model was here's an album oh it's great let me go see it live and the the way that the, the revenue model in the industry has changed that it's no longer you know the, the main thing the main money maker is the tour and the albums basically support the tours so the tour is the most important thing you're you're kind of getting you know a black box i don't know what she's going to be singing about but i want to go see madonna cuz i know it's you know should be good and then you get some new music and you get to know ahead of time what's going to be on the tour. So I think she has been innovative and on the forefront, certainly, of marketing herself and her art um, all throughout the decades. And you, you guys have talked about that in past episodes in terms mm-hmm. of how she's utilized sex, how she's utilized the media, uh, uh, rumors about herself, et cetera. Uh, and I think this the technical aspect of it is just one more thing. That she has harnessed very successfully
1: yeah yeah it's i i mean i think that's i find that really interesting i mean i think it's her and her team but like even figuring out like what markets that they uh, that her music is being played in and how to push further into those markets i mean i think she does love uh music that has a latin latin flair to it but i also think it's partly business of recognizing these markets are really active and interested right is that data or data or is that just- I, think it is. I
3: think it comes from it can come from i mean if you want to take a cynical approach you'd be like you can see that it's being you know record sales in uh spanish-speaking countries are high and so you want to you want to reciprocate that with something that will be more meaningful mm-hmm. to those markets, for sure mm-hmm
1: even don't know if this is really data or if this is just geekiness, like, you know, all the stuff about like how old she is, how much money she makes, um, who her collaborators are, what they, how much, how many weeks the song was on the charts, um, and all of that seems to like be stuff that I love to read about and learn. Oh, about. absolutely.
3: You this know? is all data. This is all data that somebody is looking at.
1: And speaking of um, somebody looking at data in the rain video. Yes.
3: So for years, <laughs> I have been flummoxed by the fact that out of nowhere, there is a shot of a lady looking at an Excel, what seems to be an Excel spreadsheet, a pie chart. I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? And, and this, has, this has flabbergasted me for decades. And I want to thank you, Kenny, because it is the impetus of this podcast and this episode that I finally went online and researched it. What the hell does an Excel spreadsheet and a pie chart have to do with the Rain video? And it turns out that somebody, I guess, uh, uh, recognized the language that it was written in. <laughs> and um, translated it. And that's actually, so the video is sort of meta because it's a video of a video shoot. And um, the data that they're showing is video shooting personnel and expenses and budget. So it ties it, it actually makes sense.
1: It's, it's, that makes me really happy. and, And it's so cool because it is a meta video. I think that's part of it. We talk about it a little bit, and even we talk about it when we come up to "I'll Remember" in season three, first episode, because it's the same concept, which is we're watching a video, a video about a video being made, and that what you're pointing to with the data is that I feel like part of the story of the video, even though it's very about her face and the light and everything, it's also about like we're we're tracking the data of the video to make it more precise, to hit the market better based on what you're doing. So, oh, we need more light on your face because we've we've found data that shows that the the more saturated you are, the more people respond or that people want to see your, you know what I mean? I don't really know literally what it is, but that's like this sort of like, and it goes to Madonna's idea about being product. You know,
3: what is the, you know? Yes, it is obvious. But she is very much a product in this video because every there's very, a lot of care to every little minute detail in terms of the makeup she's just that they're putting on the lighting the director is so they're very conscious and cognizant of every little tiny thing to make it successful in terms of what they think the target audience is or the market is that will uh, resonate so in that sense and i'm sure that it is you know, would be based on experience and on focus groups and looking at uh, data like that to make those decisions. One of the things that drew me to this song on this album is also, to me, it felt like it was very different from the rest of the album, but it really talks about a lot of sex and S&M and hard, more kind of harder uh, in-your-face themes. And certainly with the videos, they the, the visuals were, uh, just seemed like, um, very in your face. And this one pulled back a little bit was almost romantic, um, emotional, understated. I still go with understated. Uh-huh. Uh, and so this one talked about love uh, in a way that was seemed pretty explicit. So to me that was, um, it stood out because it definitely was a sort of a break in the album. Although I have to say that I have heard people say that Rain was actually an allegory for ejaculation. I mean. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I've heard people say that. I don't agree with it, but it would make more, it could make sense in the context of the album.
1: Mark and I talk about this too, because it's like, yeah, you can sort of hear that idea of like, well, you know, your love's coming down like, I feel it on my fingertips you know like that there's something about like being sprayed in the song you know um but yes. that's actually but it's so not
3: that but it's not is, it, right. right i then. agree. i agree i i disagree with this notion
1: i do too i wonder if anybody could make a case that it is about um being ejaculate. I, I mean being a, i mean essentially it's like being ejaculated on it's like yes where, yes <laughs> which there are other
3: terms for but
1: we'll just leave it
3: there. We'll leave it at that i um, think he was just saying that to be contrary I, I right right no this rain is a song about pukaki <laughs> <laughs> and i would also add i don't know that from one person is that rain or is that a drizzle like, what are you implying was there a
1: definitive performance of this song i mean There she really only did it once live at the girly show. But what did that did that affect you? Do you remember that that performance or
3: So I do not remember that performance and as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't exist because the only definitive live version of Rain is the one that I do in the shower.
1: Oh, um that would be an amazing promo for the show. I mean if you
3: Oh, okay.
1: Challenge accepted. (laughs) Okay, great. Great. All right. I look forward to um, seeing that and um, sharing it if you're willing.
3: I'm absolutely this is this will be fun. Yeah, you are going to get my version of rain in the shower.
1: Oh, my God. This could become like um, a TikTok challenge.
3: Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's me saying that when I don't really understand what that is, but. Um, <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: all right. Well, I look forward to um, this video um, of the of definitive live performance of Rain by Gilad Barash. And um, really thank you for coming and talking to me about Rain and Madonna and
3: your work. And um, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much, Kenny. I love the podcast. I'm an avid listener. You guys are doing the Lord's work. This is a labor of love and it will be um, uh, for posterity, um, the definitive opinions about um, everything that Madonna has done. And I'm enjoying every second of it. And thank you for letting me be a part of it.
1: It's my pleasure. And thank
3: you for saying that. um... You can give me the five bucks later.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, sure. You got it. It's in the Venmo mail. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Gilad. Bye. Bye.
0: Wow, I feel so much smarter now. You he look so smarter.
1: Ah, oh, he's so witty and smart. He is. He is so smart and so witty and such a good person.
0: Gilad <laughs> is great, and I, I, I really, um, I'm gonna keep. Uh, uh, noticing as as um, products chase me <laughs> the internet
1: yeah I mean I think if you, the more you listen to his podcast the more you recognize how data or data as he says is all around us and and affecting us in ways that we don't even recognize some of us we know some of this but some of it's really surprising about like how we fall into categories yeah. um, I had a sneak peek at his um, brain video and I, I is... think we
0: need to share this with the people
1: oh I think that we
0: we are going to um premiere debut Gilad's uh video uh-huh. um on our Instagram um and we're going to issue everybody a little challenge if you would like to make a video and send it to us uh we will share it uh of you performing a Madonna song um preferably one we haven't discussed yet But um, if you want to do one a throwback, we'd love to see that too. Just a little, you know, end of summer, you know, little
1: nugget. If you'd like to share, (laughs) yes, we would definitely love it. If you have inappropriate videos you want to share with us, um, send those to Mark directly, and then he'll he'll sift through them. Actually, no. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll take it very seriously. I'll take it very seriously. i <laughs> look at every inch of everybody's
0: video. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Thanks, Galad Thank you, Galad